on this episode of On Cam Ready, a television producer, writer, and author on how you can elevate your expertise and also perfect your pitch to the press. So make sure that you match. Make sure that you're pitching to the right person and make sure it's relevant. Um, so make sure you match your pitch to the show. Um, make sure that you are pitching to the right person. Make sure the person is one of the gatekeepers for the show and that the person still works for the show. And um, make sure that you know it is relevant to the news cycle. And do not be surprised if you don't get to talk about all only about your book. Like if you're an expert, the producers on the show want you to talk about the topic, not necessarily your book. That is Nessa Lumpkin. She's a sleep coach, author, and former broadcast news producer. On this episode, we'll talk about how authors can leverage their expertise to attract the press and use their content to dress up television conversations once booked by the media. Hi, everyone. I'm Jamie Maglietta, and this is On Cam Ready. We have a lot to talk about with Nesta, but first, if you are listening to this or watching this on YouTube and you like what you're hearing, be sure to leave a comment or a review or like this video or subscribe and follow this channel. And if you're looking to produce your own podcast or YouTube channel, or you're looking for media consultant, please visit my website on Now let's turn to our guest. Again, it's Nesta Lumpkin. She's author of the book, Not Your Average Baby Sleep Book, 23 Tips to Get Your Baby to Sleep Through the Night, End Your Exhaustion, and Live a More Balanced Life. Now, in full transparency, I worked with Nesta at CNN, and, you know, the experiences we share are our experiences alone. You know, knowing her work ethic, I am personally intrigued by this conversation because she has always been a thoughtful producer, very mindful. So the fact that she wrote a book wasn't really surprising to me, but I was able to ask her how she went about it. So if you are interested in writing a book, please stick around to the end for that. We also offer some incredible tips that will help you really stand out whenever you pitch the press and when you secure earned media. So if you want to make your interviews really sing, be sure to stick around for that part of the conversation. Okay, so let's get going. Again, Nesta is author of the book, Not Your Average Baby Sleep Book, 23 Tips to Get Your Baby to Sleep Through the Night, End Your Exhaustion, and Live a More Balanced Life. Here's our conversation. Nesta's with us now. Nesta, why don't you start by telling us a little bit more about who you are and your background in television? So I am now an author, best-selling author, mm -hmm. and a speaker and a baby sleep coach. And my background, I've worked in news um, at C various CNN networks for 17 years. I started out from the bottom. I was a tour guide, and then I worked my way up into production as an associate producer um, and then a writer. And I worked with you for several years. It was mm -hmm. great. We worked together in the trenches, and um, now we're here. Now we're here, kind of taking our own direction and going down our own paths, you know, as entrepreneurs, which is really cool. And I've loved seeing you blossom. You've done so much online where I remember at one point, I think you were doing videos on family coaching 
and relationship guidance. And I thought, wow, Nesta's like really broad. And you you really put yourself out there online. And I think that, you know, it's it's commendable. And not many producers put themselves in front of the camera. So I think there's a lot to be said about that and your confidence and what you know as a person you can offer because you have so much value, right, that you can offer. And through this book, you're offering, a tr offering tremendous value to parents, right? And I want to deep dive onto your book, into your book and how you got there. But one of the things that we focus on in this in this podcast is really how to help people pitch themselves and really elevate their content online and draw the attention of television producers so that when they are pitching, it's hard for the press to say no. So I really would love for you to explain more about what it was like being a television producer and writer. And if you ever got pitches, what really would stand out to you from those pitches that you can really help others um, when they're pitching? Yeah, so being a producer, I was slammed with emails from work, emails from people pitching. Um, and a lot of the emails, I tried to read them from people pitching their books or people pitching themselves to be a guest on the show. Mm -hmm. The ones that really stood out were people who understood the show that I was working on and understood my position. Um, so if you are trying to pitch to a producer, number one, make sure that they're a match. Like make sure you're, you're matching what you're pitching to the show that the person's working on. It's the worst if someone's pitching something just way left field. You're working on a show that deals with politics and someone's pitching you a show about like how to do home makeovers. So mm -hmm. when you see things like that, you're just like, this person is being unreasonable. They didn't do the research. There's no way this can fit into my show dealing with politics, for example. Um, so just making sure that there is a match, you're reaching out to the right person. Maybe the person left the company um, or they move to a different area, they're working in like tech and you're pitching them for a show, they're not gonna have time to, to read your email and pass it on to the right person, maybe if you're lucky. And you know, just, just doing your research and making sure that you're, you're staying on top of the news, the news cycle, like what's going on in the news. So if there's something, if you're like, for me, I'm a baby sleep coach, if there's a story about um, a new study that was done about how sleep can help moms, I would definitely pitch that to like a morning show or, mm -hmm. um, you know, a show that's talking about family, things like that. And so to sum it up, you're saying, you know, make sure that you're matching with the show, you're pitching the right person and you're not being generic. And would you say that those three points really kind of work for any expert pitching themselves to the news? Or to broadcast yeah, absolutely and and don't be surprised if they don't the producer doesn't really want to talk about your book your book is just a vehicle to get you on the show as an expert mm -hmm. um so so yeah they'll mention the book <laughs> yeah yes and that's the thing so many people probably think okay i'm an author i want to get booked and where i'm only talking about my book and yeah, that could work on a on a series that focuses on books, but really people are looking, people in broadcast news or even podcast hosts are looking for experts that can really provide legitimate value. What do you have to say about that? Like when we're looking for an expert, what are we looking for really as TV producers? Yeah, you're looking for someone who has the authority and the influence to talk about that, that topic. 
you're looking for someone who is a newsmaker. Um, you're looking for a celebrity, someone who can um, attract more viewers, someone your viewers can relate to. So if you have like tons of followers, that helps. It doesn't mean that you have to have a ton of followers. So just, just being an authority. Um, if your book really dives into the, the topic very well, um, or you wrote an article somewhere else um, talking about your book or the topic, and you have really great quotes, that could help um, get you booked. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And pulling quotes as well as tips, you know, if you come on, if you're an author and you're going to be on a segment about, you know, like yourself sleep coaching and you were to pull out a quote or some points to elevate your content, you know, as the author, how would you go about doing that? Would you, would you kind of pull like the, the things that everyone knows about, or would you try to make up new quotes or new points from your book that you haven't really brought to light? Like, how would you do it as an author who's also been a TV producer? Okay. So I guess I would just use my TV producer skills and look for a soundbite in my book. Um, mm -hmm. Just go through, um, even if you can't remember exactly what you said <laughs> on each, in each chapter, just go through and use a highlighter and highlight okay, this is a zinger, you know, this would actually get people's attention if I pull this quote out. So things like that, um, pulling good quotes out, if you have charts or diagrams, mm -hmm. um, if you conducted a study um, and you found like great results or something that could, could change how people think about a particular topic, something new and fresh, I would highlight that. Yes. And I would also say, you know, she's coming to this conversation, speaking in sound bites, guys, you really want to be joining any conversation, a podcast or a TV show, or even when you're being interviewed with the thought of being concise and detailed and short, right? What would you yes. say to that, Nesta? Yes. No, that takes some practice. <laughs> that, that takes skill. Um, so for me, I can better pick out the sound bite if I'm hearing it. Now, actually doing it is, is different mm -hmm. and it takes practice and you just build on that. You don't be too wordy, too verbose. Um, in some settings, you know, the, the more flowery your language is, the better. But for, mm -hmm. for us, you know, coming from the media, it's just simple language. Um, if you can speak simply like you're talking to a first grader mm -hmm. or first to, to sixth grader, that would be great just to clearly list your points out. Um, you can throw in some big words, do whatever, but, you know, think in sound bites. Yes. And, and I always say, you know, a sound bite is 45 seconds at the most, really, you want to be under 30 and the best ones are when it's like 15 seconds. You're like, wow, that was a really great comment or a really good quote. I'm going to use that and pull it for, you know, another segment, or I'm going to put it on social. As I mentioned in the intro, she's author of the book, Not Your Average Baby Sleep Book, and she's here to offer some advice about how to write books, pitch your books, and also tips for moms. So keep listening. Nesta Lumpkin's with us. So Nesta, why don't you start by telling us why you decided to write this book? So I decided to write this book because it was very personal. Um, I, Like I said, I was working in news media for 17 years in various roles. And at a point I kind of got tired of just being an observer, writing about what I'm seeing going on. And so I wanted to jump in and help. I just had this need to teach people what I've learned because I feel like I've been through the trenches a lot. 
in my life um, because I had to learn a lot of things on my own and take classes and invest in myself. So you mentioned I started out coaching about relationships. And then as I became a mom, became a parent, I realized how much is needed to help working moms. It was such a, a challenge, like having children. I had three children working full time and like navigating the transition from maternity leave, going back to work, like three different times under three different circumstances, because one of them was during the pandemic in 2020, um, carrying over to 2021. And just how do you navigate like breastfeeding while you have to be in um, Zoom meetings uh, while you're working from home? It was so challenging. And so the things that I learned, especially with sleep coaching my, my children, I wanted to pass that on to moms. And I thought a book would be a great vehicle for them to learn. And it is a great way for you to also elevate your expertise, right? And if you have a book or if you have a course, something like that helps legitimize your offering. So I think it's really smart for you to have packaged what you've learned in the form of a book. Um, and it's also interesting that you launched this book when um, I've been reading that, you know, social media experts say that 2024 is going to be the year content creators in the space of mindfulness thrive. So I figured I would ask, you know, why don't you start off by offering some tips for moms that are, you know, maybe struggling, trying to make a, make sense of it all, or just trying to balance work and life that might be useful that are off from your book? Yeah, absolutely. So when I coach clients, I coach moms and dads, um, how to get their babies to sleep through the night. I try to tell them that it's all about mindset. Now, you have to start thinking about the bigger picture as a parent. I know it's tough for moms, especially during the first year. You're just trying to get through the day. You're just trying to keep your child alive and make sure that they're well-fed and they're sleeping and they're okay. But in the midst of that, you have to have a vision. Okay, that's the number one thing of where you want your family to be. Number two, you have to use sleep coaching or find ways to use um, something. But for me, I use sleep coaching as an organizational tool to organize your day and for you to take care of your health. So those are the three things. Having a vision, using sleep coaching as an organizational tool, and um, taking care of yourself. So having a vision, it just keeps you motivated to keep going with being consistent. Um, it keeps you going when things look tough, you just want to give up. And, um, you know, having sleep coaching as an organizational tool is just a way to build your day around something to give you structure and taking care of your health. Um, if mama is not okay, baby's not okay, right? The whole family is going to be off. So you have to invest in your, you have to eat healthy, go to the gym, you have to get better sleep. And one of the ways to get better sleep is to teach your child how they can sleep better. Mm -hmm. I think it's great, you know, and the points that she's making really bring up a point that, I, you know, she and I didn't really talk about before, but as producers and writers and television broadcast news, we are really truly trained to work every single second of our day, right? So it becomes really challenging when you are giving your all at work, and then you also find yourself needing to go above and beyond at home, and it's exhausting. 
And so anyone who's listening, who's a television producer or journalist and can really relate to this, you know, it's, it's important that you, you really listen to these, these tips and even reach out to Nesta because I remember as a mom, you know, I would be super exhausted and I was only sleeping five hours because multiple times, you know, both she and I can relate on schedules, you know, I'd work overnight or I'd work weekends and, you know, you're trying to reshuffle your whole existence for that job and then your children at the same time. And it's very, very tiring. And even if you don't work in this field, you can really understand if you're trying to balance life work balance. And I find more people right now are trying to work from home because of that. Um, you know, Nessa, if you were to do it all again, would you be, would you have changed your career path or do you think you're glad you went through it and now you're just trying to make a change for the future for yourself? That's a great question. Um, you know, when I speak like on podcasts or like speak to uh, women at conferences, I just try to encourage women, especially moms with young kids to own your path. Like, when you say what I've chosen differently, I couldn't have. So I just have to own the path that I took. Was it challenging? Very. Was it hard? Extremely. Would I do it again? I would have to say yes, because that's where I was supposed to be to get to where I am today. So now that I learned all that, it's just, what do I do now? Like to encourage moms who are like, in the trenches. I like to call it being in the trenches because that's what it felt like to me. And you hit you hit the nail on the head. It was so challenging. Like, how do I pursue this career and try to thrive and like climb the ladder while still thrive at home and be there for my children a hundred percent? So what I started doing, I started this concept of stealing time. So um, I would steal time in the morning when I was getting them dressed to have fun. I would turn on YouTube a song and we would just be dancing or singing while they're getting dressed. So it was always like, while they're doing something, how do I make it fun? How do I be present and not show how tired and exhausted and like depleted I felt? So that's one way. And then overall that became like my joy because I was able to have fun with them because without stealing time, there was no way I could fit in everything into my day. You know what it is, You mm -hmm. what it was like. You'd come home after work, but you'd still be looking for stories so you can pitch the next day or trying to stay on top of everything or how can I make tomorrow better? So for moms who are in it right now, just going, going through the motions, try to steal time to have fun and like do things that you love with your children while you're doing chores or getting them ready. And just to add on to that, you know, I worked in the office for mo all of my career, okay? But in the last, well, well, I'll back that up a little bit because during COVID, I was even in the office. So I hadn't really had the remote experience until um, my last two years at CNN when I wound up working for a show in New York from Atlanta. And, you know, you would think I'm home right? This is going to give me more life-work balance. No, I felt like I would actually work more because I was home. So there really is no way around it without creating a balance and without putting yourself first and, and making time for yourself and your kids and isolated time outside of your work life, right? Um, so just, just adding that because some people think, 
their only way out is by working from home. And honestly, up until two, three weeks ago, I felt like, no, I was still working a lot from home. <laughs> um, it really is all about balance and being mindful. And so I wanted to make sure that, you know, before I bring up the fact that you were on Roland Martin's show talking about your book, I wanted to bring up mindfulness and content creating mindfully. Um, you know, now that you have this book and you can add to your coaching with this elevated expertise, you know, when you create content and, and a book is creating content, guys, when you're creating content, how are you now proceeding? Do you feel yourself being more tapped into the news as a former producer or producer that you're creating content that's more relevant to what people are talking about? Like, how do you make it more mindful? Okay, so I have to be honest. So I did take a pause on um, how, how active I am on social media mm -hmm. so I can focus on the book. So I guess mm -hmm. I'm creating ideas from like the clients that I coach. I mm -hmm. get to hear straight, like firsthand, what they're going through. So I, I can use that as content um, later. But right now, I guess I'm in the research phase and like mm -hmm. just trying to help the clients get the results that they're looking for. And that's um, mindful though. I mean, you're being mindful with your time. I, I am. So I had to prioritize, like, am I going on social media every day? Um, just doing what I, my expertise, like writing about the book, or do I actually like help the clients hear them out, hear what they're going through, then I can use that information as like raw, raw material to then create even more content, like more focused content, more relevant content. I do read news stories about like what's going on, the trends that are happening, but um, in like parenting, um, things that are affecting like women's health, things like that. And um, I just tend to focus now more on the clients. Mm -hmm. And, and so let's talk about, you know, the fact that you wrote this book, how, you know, I really want to know, how did you get started? We're both writers, you know, I could sit there and write forever, but I guess it seems like a daunting task to write a book. So how did you get started? So I always knew there was a book inside of me. Um, mm -hmm. I've been wanting to write a book for 10 years and I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. Um, it's just actually doing it. And so a book is inside all of us, if that's what you really want to do. So you just have to do it. <laughs> Nike got it right. <laughs> you really have to just create goals and um, just go for a task every day yeah. and just be determined. Like, I'm going to finish this. I'm not going for perfection. I'm going for getting this done, doing <laughs> what I need to do. Mm -hmm. learn what I need to learn. I was on YouTube. I, I did get support from a friend who was also going down the same path and we were there for each other to be um, an accountability partner to support yes. each other. Right. So being in the right space with the right people, people who are also um, driven mm -hmm. and she wrote her book. I wrote my book and we were cheering for each other along the oh, way. That's so, so great. Yeah, that was very important. And um, it was just, just getting it done. It was grueling. Um, but I'm so <laughs> you, glad. You independent, not to cut you off, but you independently published this. So did you hire a copy editor? Like, how did you go about, or like, did you organize it? 
have like a copy editor go through it or did you do that yourself as well? Like, how did you proceed? Okay, great question. <laughs> That's so funny <laughs> that you asked that. Um, so I was doing everything by myself and I independently published um, wow. using KDP, which is um, linked with Amazon, right? So I thought, oh, I worked in news. I used to be a writer. I can do everything by myself. No, mm -hmm. do not do everything by yourself. So I'm learning, I'm starting my business, writing this book that you have to invest in yourself. You have to hire people. So I did hire a copy editor um, after a friend um, who still at CNN encouraged me, like, you think you can see the mistakes, but you cannot. After no, you can't. <laughs> you can't. So that's your baby. You can't see anything. You're like, this is great. This is perfect. Um, so I hired people. Um, things that I just didn't want to do, or I just felt like, ah, it's frustrating. Um, some of the tech stuff, some of the artistic things I hired people. I, you know, it's great that you did. I'm really glad because Nesta, it is true. We all take on too much, especially in TV news. We think, oh, well I'm editing, I'm writing my own script. I'm picking my own video. I'm cutting the sod. I'm coming up with the questions. I could do it all. I'm writing the teas. Like I can write a book. I can do it. So I'm glad you had that self-realization and mm -hmm. hired someone to help you. Um, yeah. I really do like to hear that you use KDP. I've been reading a lot about that, you know, myself. I'm like, oh gosh, how do you even get started? Um, but what I loved most when I saw um, you posting on, I think it was Facebook, was that you wound up on Roland Martin's show. And just because of our background, you know, we, we know Roland. Um, through CNN. And I just was wondering, like, how did you wind up getting on the show? Did he see that you pitched or posted or did you pitch? Like, how did you go about securing this earned media so early on? Oh, like just posting on social. So they they found me, his team. That's so great. And they, they loved it. They got the CNN connection. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I knew people who worked over there too, but with beyond me just reaching out to the people that I knew, they just saw the, the social media posting. And they were like, this is great. We think this would be a good fit for our show, for our audience. And I was down for it. I was game. And I said, yes, that was, let's do it. So I just want to, you, well, let me just say, this is a prime example of a lot of what I share. You really, if you're an expert, you really need to be posting on social and it can't always be like, hey, buy my book. It actually shouldn't be. It should be more of a personal story. And what I also loved about the content you created around your Roland Martin moment was you also did things that I tell people all the time, like behind the scenes, I'm waiting for it. I'm about to go on. Like I just was on. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I did this. Moments kind of to your story. And also, I think, I don't know if you posted it too. But I think that that's what people really want. They want to feel a part of it. And I thought you did a really great job. And when I saw this all unfold, I, I knew we had to have a conversation. And we had talked about having one, but I thought it was just the perfect timing because you really just exemplified what every author should do. And even reading from your book is another great one, if you haven't already, to record yourself reading quotes or reading parts and posting that on Facebook or to your story, because that also helps people get beyond the link or the click, you know, you want them to buy the book. So I hope that it, it is a true success for you. Um, you know, before we wrap it up, I really wanted to just get like maybe your first 
three tips in like a soundbite that you offered people on how to, you know, really connect with the press if they're looking to secure earned media. Would you mind just repeating those for me? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so make sure that you match, make sure that you're pitching to the right person and make sure it's relevant. Um, so make sure you match your pitch to the show. So if the show is about, um, cooking and like housekeeping things, don't pitch something talking about, oh, you're an engineer and you, you're an expert. Um, make it, make it match at least if you can find a way to link it. And the producer would definitely give you a yes, let's do this and try that. Um, make sure that you are pitching to the right person. Make sure the person is one of the gatekeepers for the show and that the person still works for the show. And um, make sure that you know it is relevant to the news cycle. If you were an engineer, an expert on engineering and the show you wanted to get on was like housekeeping uh, matters, Make sure that there's something going on like uh, in the news that puts the two of them together for you to pitch. And do not be surprised if you don't get to talk about all only about your book. Like if you're an expert, they want the producers on the show want you to talk about the topic, not necessarily your book. And do you have any final thoughts that you would like to share about your book or your experience or anything just that you've learned that you want to just impart on others before we wrap? Yeah, just to enjoy the journey of um, transitioning. It can be very scary transitioning from one career to the next or starting your own business. But remember to invest in yourself. You will spend $10 now if you learn and stop wasting time um, going around in circles. And um, just to make sure that you prepare for the cam being on camera, make sure you're looking right, make sure you already planned out like some talking points. And even when they throw you a curveball, be quick on your toes and just go back to some of the talking points if you can't think of anything and try to weave it into what's asked you. Thank you for repeating those points and adding to the end because it's a lot of what I say and I always love when others say it because it's like I'm not the only one everybody let's get let's get practicing on camera and get your talking points in line because if you don't you you may miss out on further opportunities right like if you have an interview and you bomb it the press sees that and the chances are they're not going to bring you back on any other show. So you really need to nail those on-camera opportunities. And Nesta, I'm really glad we were able to get together online and um, bring this valuable information to everybody. Good luck with the book and your coaching. Thank you. Thank you.